Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Hello and welcome back to the Innovate for Impact podcast. Dan Bentley here and Tracy Newman. And today what we're going to be talking to you lovely people about is what do people get out of being a part of your projects, uh, your co-design activities, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes when we think about this, we think about free lunches, we think about paying people, but there's a lot more that, than that, that what people do get out of being a part of it. So we wanted to go down this uh, rabbit hole today with you all. Yeah, because, you know, we talk about participation and we talk about what's important to get people involved, but it's always really great to consider from the participants' perspectives, what are some of the reasons why people do like to get involved in co-design projects and how can we make sure that people are actually getting what it is that they're looking for in their involvement? Yeah, and I think this can really help you in a couple of different ways. One of them is it can help you with your attraction and recruitment strategy for these types of projects to sort of have different angles on how you can attract people to want to be a part of it, but it can also help you as well to understand different ways ways that you can, you know, give back, I think, as well to, to people uh, that, are, that are involved. So, look, I think we've given enough of an intro there. Let's get into it, shall we? So, yeah, the first one we're going to talk about is remuneration. And we want to start there because we kind of see this one as being like, I don't know, maybe the starting point, the bare minimum, I guess. And I guess our view on this particular one is, is that we understand this volunteering is a very common thing within this sector, but there is a point where, we, especially if we're bringing in people with lived experience, we want to make sure that we're at least kind of helping people sort of cover their costs. Now, this is obviously from a fairness perspective, but also from a accessibility perspective. So that you know, because some people, if you're not paying them, they just they're not able to turn up. <laughs> we're not all lucky to have, you know, the autonomy sometimes, or even the um, the resources just to be able to take some time out of our busy days to go and turn up to to somebody's office or spend some time with you uh, talking about whatever it is you want to talk about. So it is it is a really important one because it is a bit situational. So did you want to sort of elaborate a bit more on your thoughts on that? Absolutely. It is situational. And, and as Dan said, you know, there are times where people volunteer and we're not suggesting that volunteers aren't valuable and valued because they absolutely are. But when we expect that people are going to volunteer, particularly if we have some people in the room who are being paid for their time, then we've got to consider, you know, is that fair? But also, as Dan indicated, not everybody has the resources. So, you know, there's the, the financial resources of even just being involved in traveling to a venue. You know, some people that is not achievable for them. If you want to have parents involved, if you're not doing anything around childcare, then again, you know, it's not always accessible for people. Even if they do want to participate, you're really uh, making it so that they're not able to. And quite often they're the voices and the stories that we really want to be including in our co-design projects, but we're excluding them really at that very first point. Yeah. And where we see this not being done well is, for example, you have different representatives and different stakeholders from across the sector who are all being paid as part of their job to be there in attendance. You have people from the 
the service provider or the governing body who are all being paid in attendance. And you've got these people with lived experience who are being paid in scones, you know, and, and that's, that's the sort of stuff I, I personally get a little bit mad when I see that because that's just really comes down to a fairness type thing there. It, we really should be looking after everybody there and, you know, paying people for their time and, and being generous with that because that we are asking them for their expertise and we're highly valued. And yeah, also, if there's any sort of cost incurred to sort of get there as well, then that can also be something you could look at too. Absolutely. Yes. And scones on top. Just the scones should be the cream on top. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, I think the- we've said it before. We have nothing against scones, people. <laughs> no. I we love, love scones. getting scones. Yes. But. Yeah, it shouldn't be, you know, like, like I mean, I think the example is pretty standard. So sometimes what can happen too is people wondering why people aren't going to turn up to their sessions. And often people will say, yes, I'm going to attend. But when when it comes down to it, it gets to the end of the day, you know, the kids, they've got the kids there and they're trying to wrangle everything. If there's not some sort of a, a benefit in turning up to that particular activity, then it's very easy to pull the pin. Whereas sometimes, and especially if this is something where it's not something like they're very involved in, in terms of that, like maybe they don't, you're trying to contact a group of people who are not passionate about solving this particular issue. Sometimes it can literally come down to the money is what's going to get them there. And it can be, it can be as blunt as that. And as dad said, that's remuneration isn't everything. That's kind of the place that we've started. But what are some of those other things that people get out of being involved? And the next one is all about capacity building. So sometimes people want to be part of a project because they actually get to learn new skills. They can learn a lot through being involved in a project. And quite often that's where, you know, we can make things available for people that they wouldn't ordinarily have access to and they can build some knowledge, they can build some skills and they can actually, yeah, gain some capacity from being involved as well. Yeah, this is a resource that organizations usually have a lot of and take for granted. And it's one of those things that if we can share that with people that we're asking to be involved, that is super valuable to other people that don't have access to those resources. We quite often have amazing training, amazing frameworks, all these amazing opportunities within our organizations. We quite often have an abundance of these things. And for some other people, that is really, really motivating and something that they would really love to have, I guess, given to them as an opportunity. So use that. You know, we've we've run lots of these types of projects and quite often you will get participants saying after that, you know, I didn't know anything about these types of processes, but I'm like fascinated by this stuff now. And I, I feel like I can use this in my everyday life. You hear lots of lots and lots of different comments like that. And that's when you kind of know you've become more than just an extractive process around like, you know, trying to just get information out of people and, and, you know, get their thoughts on something. It's actually, we want to be having that as a win-win scenario and this, and capacity is another one of those ways that we can really give back. Oh, absolutely. And that's actually something that is another thing that people who are involved in co-design talk about specifically as well. And it sort of relates to what we were talking to before about fairness. So, you know, if you are looking to co-design and co-design something together, then often providing everybody who participates training in you know what co-design is so that people can actually understand well what are we trying to do here and what does this entire process look like before they get started so that way they feel really well set up to participate but you know co-designs are really in demand skill at the moment so again that's an opportunity where people are building that capacity they're getting that experience that real world experience and building up some skills that look great on a resume as well yeah and I think as well like I know when I joined a board, you know, like you don't, I didn't get paid for the first board that I joined, obviously. Um, 
you know, when I'm thinking about, well, why did I want to do it? The capacity building element of that was really important. And so it doesn't even just need to be co-designed projects. It can be like why people are in general volunteering their time and wanting to be a part of your organization. You've got a lot of these resources and opportunities to offer, you know, make sure you're putting them out there for people. Yeah, that's right. People get the opportunity to see how something works firsthand and build up that experience. Yeah. So another one that is another good way that people can get something out of when you're asking them to be a part of something is the connection to your mission, the connection to their purpose. Are they passionate about changing or solving the problem that you are looking to get people together to solve? You know, people out there, there's lots of passionate people. There's lots of people that are experiencing uh, the challenges that you're trying to make better or improve, and they would love to be a part of that. This is one that is, maybe you're sitting there listening, going, this is really obvious, but I tell you what, like, I feel like, I don't know, tell me if you don't disagree with this one, Trace, but I feel like with a lot of people that we've worked with as clients, this is one that people sometimes forget and maybe play down a little bit. And when you really do tap into this, it is a really great way to motivate people and also, again, give them something when they once they have attended to really go home feeling really good about. If you're loving what you're hearing on our podcast, you should join us for one of our live events where we cover how you can build a more innovative and impactful organisation. We also have our very popular Co-Design for Impact Masterclass, where I'll teach you how to run your own co-design projects and how to set them up for success. Spots are limited, so grab your tickets to this and our other events at impactoconsulting.com.au slash events. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's one of those things that when you're working in a purpose-led organisation and you've got a really strong mission, it can easily be something that you just take for granted and it's kind of, well, of course that's there, of course that's important, but there's something really powerful in, you know, reminding people like this is what we've been able to do together and this is how your contribution made a difference. And when people get reminded of that and really become present to the change that they've been able to be a part of, then of course next time you know you're looking to get people involved then you know not only they are going to be really excited about that opportunity but you know they're also going to be sharing that with other people so there's some real great value to be had in circling back and reminding everybody of the powerful part that they had to play but also you know what were the gifts that they brought into that conversation that were really valuable and how did each person specifically and individually really make a change and you know, a change for the better in the world. Yeah, I know personally I've been involved in a lot of different projects of other people's as a participant based off health-related things because it's something that I'm really passionate about. I spent, you know, countless Saturdays in hackathons and all sorts of things volunteering my time because it's something that I really wanted to be a part of. It's something that I want to see the world become a healthier place. So I'm willing to give up that time and participate, bring my skills bring my uh, experiences and do that. And tell you what, these things that I went to, there was lots and lots of people there that had a similar mindset. You also have a story as well, Trace, around some people that we've seen on some of our projects where, you know, they really wanted to have a particular, like they maybe have got an expertise and they want to see a particular type of idea or way, make sure that's sort of been counted into the creation of whatever's being created. Yeah, so what we see sometimes is people come along because they're really engaged in your mission and purpose and sometimes they come along because they've got a 
you know, a specific concern or an idea that they want to make sure is added. So we did some work recently with a council on a learning strategy and one of the participants who came along to that came along because she was really passionate about people who weren't able to read and write English. So there's a lot of resources available for people who speak English as a second language to help them, you know, improve their literacy skills, but there wasn't anything that she was able to point these people to that helped people who speak English as a first language but that were not able to read and write. So she wanted to make sure that their voices were included in this conversation and that that their needs were taken into consideration when creating this new learning strategy. That's um, that's a good story and, yeah, it is slightly different to you know, what we talked about in the first one, which is around, you know, wanting to necessarily make something better. And these people have got a cause that they want to bring to your cause in a way and really represent either themselves or another group of people because it's something that they're really personally passionate about as important to them. Um, so again, this is another one of those resources that we have in abundance in the types of organizations that you're most likely a part of. We have so much mission and opportunity for people to bring their purpose. And again, it's one of those ones that I sort of mentioned it before that if we really are purposeful, part, you know, I'm using that word a lot here, uh, <laughs> if we're really purposeful around how do we connect those dots for people, we not only get better attendance and more people who want to participate, but again, people are going to leave whatever it is that you've had them involved in you know, spending their time with you for, they're going to leave that feeling like they have contributed. And that's what that's about. It's, you know, that's what you can give them and that's what they can get out of it. This stuff makes people's, you know, it makes them feel great when they when they can contribute to something that's that's bigger than themselves, you know. That's why we all work in this space, right? Absolutely. All right. And then the, probably the last one we wanted to talk a bit about was like the community and like some people would like to turn up to, uh, you know, an event or be a part of a project or help out your organization because of the ability to be able to connect in with the local community and potentially looking at it as a bit of like a networking opportunity. Yeah, because it does give you the opportunity to meet people who are passionate about the same thing that you are and to really feel like you're part of something. You're part of that community and you're all working on something together. I think that's a really important part of belonging, isn't it? You know, when you've sort of got those shared values uh, and you're working on something together and it's a good way of, yeah, feeling like you're part of a community and gives you that opportunity to sort of meet new people but meet people where you've already got something really powerful in common. Yeah, that's so true. And, again, I'm going to say this one too. Again, this is another one of those things that maybe sometimes we take for granted in this space too that how often – as providers of services, we are a really large part and a meeting point and a connector for communities. And again, sometimes we we, we might forget that in, in the day-to-day activities that we do in our roles, but that is often the case. And for other people, they might be quite isolated. They might be new to a community. And again, it's one of those resources that we have an abundance of that we can share with those people that we would like to you know, hear from and have involved in what, what it is we're trying to create. Yeah, and quite often, you know, it can be a little bit of both as well. So, you know, there's that that sort of community or networking piece where, you know, you get to meet new people, but then, you know, combine that with the capacity building where you're, you know, you meet it, you're creating new opportunities to, to learn new skills, but also, you know, you're doing that in, in purpose of something that's really important to you. So, you know, quite often it's not just one of these, these areas that's important. Sometimes it's a combination of two or three or all of them. 
Hey, we hope that was helpful. Like we said at the start, we're hoping this gives you some some different ideas when you're inviting people, giving you some ideas on different ways that you could, I guess, help people understand what they are going to get out of it. But number two is make sure that when you are having people involved in whatever shape or form that is, that people are getting these sorts of things out of it. Like we said, what we should really be aiming for in like co-design, it's, it's not an extractive process. It's about a win-win for, 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 for everybody. It's about all of us getting value out of it. And there's just so many things that we can give back from our positions you know, as leaders within organizations. Because like I mentioned, we have got lots of resources that are sitting right under our nose that we sometimes you know, don't think about because we are so used to seeing them there. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.